So what I want to do today, um, so let's um, ask questions, questions and answers. Maybe you have lots of questions about your practice, what we do here, and so someone has a microphone and so... <laughs> okay, any, any other questions? So, <laughs> See, that's a good question, right? So, the first thing you have to understand is, when you say you want to clear your thoughts, what do you mean? I, I think I'm supposed not to be thinking of anything in particular. Okay. <laughs> so, we cannot do that. Number one, <laughs> we cannot do that because we are not dead. <laughs> right? We are alive, beautiful human beings, um, so always we are thinking. Thinking is something beautiful we can do. Because of thinking, we are doing good job. So, in our mind, we have um, two parts. One is emotional part, other one is thinking part. So now think about animal. So they have, we, we have emotional part. Animal also they have emotional part. So what is the difference being an animal or being a human? So animals, they don't have any control over their emotional part. They just follow their emotions. But human, they can take care of them. Why? Because they have thinking part, which means we have to think. So, most important thing, not stop thinking how we are going to think. That's what meditation does, helping you how to think. So, now modern world, people call mindful thinking. Even last night I had the question about it, you know, the last night I was uh, teaching somewhere. What is this word, mindfulness, mindful thinking? I want to ask Bhikkhuni, <laughs> English teachers, and so, when you hear this word, mindfulness, the question you ask, what did that mean in that word? For me, mindful. Mind being full? <laughs> That's why, you know, where is that word coming from? You know, English-speaking people, where is that word coming from? I, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to test your English. <laughs> and so I'm asking, maybe you have a better idea, what is the origin of that word? Okay. Um, in English, as you know, we don't have like formal and informal anymore. Uh-huh. Spanish or Italian or any languages. Two is lay. Saying you're talking to you, dress is different. Mm-hmm. English is a very democratic language, but it wasn't always a democratic language. Right, right. So, so the awareness, the self awareness, right, with Japanese consumption, uh-huh. it's not just who you're talking to, but your entire environment. Okay. Every single part of your 
personal geometry, mm-hmm. including your linguistic geometry, Okay, okay, thank you. Thank you so much for explaining. So, I found another word. Um, it's very direct when you are practicing meditation, when you're th- uh, thinking about our thoughts, emotions. Um, introspection. So, I think it makes more sense to people. What is that means? Introspection. Yeah, look inward. So when we have, you know, the your, you know, thoughts, feelings, emotions, what we have to do, we have to look inside where they are coming from. What is the origin? What is the cause? No need to control your thoughts at all. That's not meditation. That's why in the modern day, many people they are so into meditation practice. But I don't see any progress. Why? What they are trying? They are trying something they cannot achieve. <laughs> you know, the stop thinking. So if you want to do a stop thinking, better to die. <laughs> you know, then you stop thinking temporary. And so, you know, no need to even think about that. You know, I want to stop thinking. And so, what will happen? nature of our mind pulling two different directions. Sometimes our mind goes likes, sometimes dislike. Then we call it imbalance. So when somebody practicing meditation in the Buddhist teaching, we have eightfold path. The first one in the eightfold path we call uh, samaditi. You know, that's a Pali word. Um, you know, no need to think about it. And so that word, uh, you know, the Every day, uh, you know, the world, they translated this word samaditi as um, right view, right? You know, that's right, you know, right view. Um, I found uh, uh, one of my other teachers, I learned from him, I really like that explanation. He says, it is not right view, it's right perspective. You know, our perspective about things. So, when we, our mind, our thoughts pulling two different directions, we have to put our perspective into it, where it is coming from, what is happening with that thought, why I am mad, why I am angry, and why I am happy. All this, you know, we have to discover the cause of the, you know, the problem. So, when you understand that, what will happen in the Eightfold Path, last thing is, uh, you know, uh, the word we use, especially yoga, any yoga teachers are here? You know, I can see Nancy. So yoga people always using that word, in Sanskrit word or Pali word, called the Samadhi. You know, uh, is a common translation is concentration. I think if you break those, uh, if we break that word to two syllables, Samma means tranquility. Dhi means state. Which means tranquil state of mind. When you understand how our thoughts, feeling, emotion, whatever uh, happening in our six sense, if you can put our perspective into that experience, then you can see we are pulling those two different directions. So after you understand what will happen, you come to middle. 
you are not going to this end or that end. That's what happens when you meditate. Otherwise, you never experience uh, that tranquil state of mind because always you go to this, leaning to this way and or leaning to that way because we call the imbalance. So, what is my suggestion for you? Don't try to control. It doesn't work. Observe what is happening, what is the cause, where it is coming from, and make a research. Don't become a slave to your own thoughts. Okay? Any other questions? No questions? Sorry? How you know making the progress? So, very good question again. So, when you practice meditation, you can see your progress really well. Okay? So, number one, you become so calm, as I said. Now, as I said, we are pulling two different directions. We go to the moderation and we are so tranquil. When you are in a tranquil state mind, because this is a whole other workshop for me, <laughs> what I'm going, you know, I try to summarize it. So when you are meditating, the first thing you see in your mind, you become so loving and kind. To who? Yourself. You become so loving and kind to yourself. That means you are taking care of your physical body and also you are taking care of your mind. So, you are paying all the attention to yourself. In another way, it kind of sounds selfish, which is okay in your spiritual journey. Because other people cannot do that for you. Because you have to be selfish in that sense. So, you see that one. That's the first one. Then second one, uh, when you meditate, you can see the progress. You become very compassionate person. What is the compassion? Means. What is the compassion means? Caring for other people. Caring for other people, what they are going through in their life. But we have to focus on this really well. When we have, you know, the feeling towards others' difficulties and challenges, <coughs> you become very emotional. That's not the compassion. So when you become emotional, that means you are hurting to yourself and also you are hurting to other person too. So real compassion, how I am going to help you without hurting to myself, that's the true compassion. So you can see that quality also progressing. The <coughs> third one, so we become very um, sympathetic person. You know, we call the appreciative joy. We appreciate others' wellness, others' joy. Um, if somebody passes a test, and got the good credits or bought a car. <coughs> I'm sorry. So you feel so happy for them. The last one, you know, you keep yourself very balanced, even. Good situation, bad situation, why? You understand both will change. So that's how you see your meditation is progressive. My God. <laughs> Uh, this is the power block. Yeah. Okay. Any other questions? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's the biggest problem we have. So, as I said, you know, that emotional mind, when we have, I'm not telling you, that's the nature of the, all the human beings. So, when you have an emotional mind, we call in Pali or Sanskrit, we call the Miga Sanya. Miga means animal. Right? So, that means animal nature. So, when you have emotions, we quickly reacting, reacting, reacting. Uh, we never think what is going to happen. We, we don't have any awareness about this. So, when you are practicing meditation, what will happen? We take over, you know, we become the master. You are managing your emotions. <coughs> now think about when somebody going through us, your emotion become a bigger case, then people going maybe lunatic and crazy. <laughs> and so then people call, we are abnormal. Right? Oh, that person is so abnormal. <laughs> That's what we call. So then when you feel, you know, your relatives or your, you know, whoever you are in relations, if you feel somebody is abnormal, what do you do? With abnormal people? You try to change them, you know, where do you go? To who? Psychiatric, psychotherapist or somebody, you know, why? Those, you know, if you are the psychotherapist, you know, what they are trying to do, my way of understanding, when people abnormal, they try to bring them to the normal level, like us. We call ourselves, we are normal human beings, right? We are normal human beings, that's what we say. So when somebody going against the way we live, we call that person is abnormal. Then we go to the therapist and bring that person to the normal level. So what is the purpose of the Buddha then? <laughs> what is the purpose of the Buddha then? There is no purpose of Buddha being here or Buddha born into the world. So then what Buddha does, not making people normal, nothing to do with the normal people. So what Buddha is trying to do, making people super normal. <laughs> Makes sense? People making super normal. And so why normal, we all are normal, then there is a group of people helping abnormal people to bring a normal level. So why Buddha come to the world, bring us to the super normal. As I said, if you can your mind pulling to the different direction, that's what Buddha is teaching. Bring your mind to that kind of level, so then you become calm, tranquil person. So then you are beyond that normal level. Then we call the Buddha, we call superhuman being, supreme human being. Because being in the uh, human level, he or she can bring their mind to the super, you know, the super normal level. So what I'm suggesting for you, the, your answer, so when you have those emotions, study them. To study them, yes, of course, you have to train your mind. Why? We always train our mind to go um, downstream. In this lifetime, how many years we did in this lifetime? According to the Buddhist teaching, maybe we did so many lifetimes. Now with that, you know, that trend, we are coming to this lifetime, still we continue. So, 
somebody has to break it. Somebody has to help you to break it, that habit. Because that's habitual now. So, helping means you can find out yourself. You can practice meditation, understand, as I said, make a research about your own mind, how my thoughts is working. So, now what people are trying everyday life now, I can sitting on the cushion and try to figure it out. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, try to figuring out what is happening. But I can see more than sitting after you get up from the cushion, walk away from the cushion, how you understand things, everyday life with your emotion. That's what's important. What you did today, just sitting and calming down and temporary to understand yourself. Okay? So, make a more research about your thoughts, feelings and emotions. You know, the closely observe them. What is happening? We don't have time to observe them. We are caught up in our everyday life with other things. So, yesterday I was doing my exercise. Um, I think uh, when I go to gym, that's the best place for me to understand myself. Because all other people are around, because I can see all the people are um, following a goal, and everybody's trying to do something. I can see my own emotions, and same time I can see how other people moving around with their emotions. So, in that moment, I realized a lot about my own emotions, which is a good thing. So, as I said, that's the place in everyday life. We all have to understand what is going on in our life. Yeah. I'm glad you said that about the gym, because one of the things that I notice, and, and you know, I, I do a little bit of exercise, I teach exercise with people. One of the things I notice is that most people like doing exercises that are good at Yeah. It's a great time to look in the mirror. It's whatever you're avoiding <coughs> mm-hmm. that you know you need to do, right. you need to do push ups, that right. actually means you need to do more push ups. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So, how would you equate that to capacity practice? Because, as I said, the, the biggest uh, possibility is there for me observation. Observation is my progress. That's how I see myself when I'm observing. Uh, I can say comparison physical comparison to other people and my own challenges and difficulties, emotional overwhelm. And so, my own life, biggest accomplishment I had in my practice, closely observing my own feeling and emotions while I'm in the society. But I guess what I'm asking is, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. so, so I really like meditating Mm-hmm. But I, I guess what I'm asking is, what is the thing that breaks you out of that that model of enjoying the part of meditation you like and not doing the part of meditation you don't like? Because I, I think that's full soul right there. I try to understand. Can you explain to me again? Yeah, you yeah. talked about it too, like just feeling good mm-hmm. is, is really the purpose. Right, okay. So really yeah, so, okay, um, let me explain in another way. Um, many times I said, don't meditate to feel good. 
right? So, meditate to feel wise. Meditate to feel wise. So people always, oh, after meditating, people say, I feel so good. You know, when you eat ice cream, you feel good. <laughs> right? So, you know, what I'm suggesting, our meditation helping us to feel wise, understanding about ourselves. What is exactly happening in us? I think if I understand right, maybe we had to sit down and talk a little bit more. So you said you don't like that, right? So when I don't like it, uh -huh. then I know that I need to work on, work on it. I'm aware that that is Great. part of my being and my essence that needs I love that experience. Work. But the problem with people when they see that, in the you know, general public, when they see that kind of experience, people don't like to see it, then they go and distract themselves again. That's what usually people do. You know, when you meditate, if you are smart to figure it out, then you feel, I had to work so hard and for my improvement, right? right. Which is wonderful. You know, that's being wise. Can I ask a further question? Yeah. So, when you talked about the normal of feeling, mm -hmm. are you talking about the norm of... There's a huge range mm -hmm. of what is normal in Mm -hmm. So I've had, I've been, I'll give you an example, not that I want to talk about me, mm -hmm. but I've been accused of being too happy sometimes mm -hmm. by some people. Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure what that means. Mm -hmm. So would Buddha say, is there, a, is there a norm of, is there kind of a, kind of a flatness in feeling when, mm -hmm. when you're in that norm? Mm -hmm. So like when a baby's born, I cry mm -hmm. out of joy. Mm -hmm. Is mm -hmm. that a little too emotional? So... <laughs> And you know the no, this is how why we are putting our practice for other people's into other people's life into their measurements. So your happiness or your contentment or whatever you experience in your life, it is not belong to anybody's suggestions. Sometimes you people say you are so happy. Sometimes people say you are fake. Right? Doesn't matter. If they say you are fake, okay. <laughs> right? You know, you know, if you say you are terrible, it's okay. They can talk whatever they want to talk. But your tranquil state of mind, you know, you are balanced. It doesn't matter. What other people talk about your practice, it is another opportunity for you to understand yourself. Yes, right, exactly. If that experience beneficial to you, which is wonderful, you know, that experience, you are, whatever you are experiencing is beneficial to you, which is great. And also that experience you can use for the beneficial for other people. You know, that's it. I, I don't want anybody's, you know, 
you know, the thoughts and suggestions for my practice. If anybody wants to challenge that, that's totally fine. Let them to challenge. If they challenge, if I can see some weakness there, I will get it. But if somebody says, no, you are crazy, yes, maybe I'm crazy. How many times people say I'm crazy? Of course I'm crazy. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> but it doesn't, it doesn't hurt me anymore. Because I know their words, their suggestion is not my journey or not my practice. Yes, Chris? Uh-huh. Talk about his experience in meditation. The scale, the dichotomy we keep being fond of, um, good, bad, uh-huh. better, worse. Perhaps the feeling that I look for in terms of pleasure uh-huh. in meditation is grossness or subtlety. Uh-huh. Is the pleasure I'm experiencing a bit more fine-grained, a bit more subtle, uh-huh. a bit farther down toward the most simple experience I could possibly have here. Mm-hmm. Um, the breath, for instance, does this thing when you're meditating where the more you meditate, the less you feel it. Mm-hmm. To the point that you get scared. You start forcing a breath so you right. feel one. And, and not letting it just be. And, and waiting for yourself to quiet down mm-hmm. to catch up to mm-hmm. it. Because you were at a grosser, mm-hmm. louder, coarser mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. But now you're at a subtler level. So I can, oh, the breath's there. It, it just got quiet. Mm-hmm. But pleasure does the same thing. It's still mm-hmm. there. Right. It becomes, it changes from cotton candy to creme brulee. Mm-hmm. It becomes something you have, to have, you have to notice the details. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for the explanation. I think our time is over, and so thank you so much. Um, so think about all those things, what we discuss. And as I said, don't meditate to feel good. <laughs> Okay, please meditate to feel wise.